What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Group Chat Roulette. <clears throat> That's right, Steve. I've got to clear my throat. This is this is my Michael Jordan flu game. This is my Kurt Schilling before he was canceled bloody sock game. Still in recovery after major surgery. Tonsillectomy I had about nine days ago, and you know Ryan sent the text and said, "Hey boys, we ready to record." Didn't, didn't blink an eye and send back a response and said, let's go, boys. And here I am. How is the recovery going? Honestly, it, it hasn't been that bad at all. It, uh, it's, it's gone really well. Like, I, I expected the worst. Like, I thought I was going to be able to eat till, like, day three. The first day I was able to have, like, mac and cheese and oatmeal and stuff like that. And it's definitely been, like, a soft diet. Um, and it was hard to speak. It's funny, this past weekend, like six, seven days after the surgery has been like the worst, maybe because I'm like not taking painkillers anymore. And I think I'm like, oh, I'm back to normal. And then I'll like eat normal and I'll be like, that was stupid. So. Yeah, you're you're trying to be back to your normal routine. And then, you know, obviously it's different than soft foods and there's pain. Exactly. But all is well. I did lose five pounds. So there you go. Nice summer diet. And I'm sure your breath doesn't smell anymore, which is the whole reason why you did this. So that's good. <laughs> it is funny. One side effect of surgery, like the doctor, she was like, you will have bad breath this week. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I actually remember that when Dana got hers out. It's like a weird scent because they cauterize you is that the term right when they burn it uh, off they didn't use that term i know i know what that term is but they they do like burn it effectively yeah so not to make this about me but that's what they do to your vest deference when you have a vasectomy they cauterize it god damn it i need to get cauterized somewhere you guys are I, I remember again not to make this about me but let me tell you something about me Ryan, you're as much of this podcast as the golden platter vernacchio, so you can make as much of this about you as you want. I'm pretty Thanks. sure the audience would like that. When I opted to not be put to sleep, because I'm not a bitch like Steve, who got put to sleep. <laughs> I, I um, did not have a choice. <laughs> fucking soft. Um, the woman who I said it to was just like, okay, that's fine. I mean, just realize you're going to be like in an OR setting. You're going to see everyone moving around. You're going to smell the cauterization. And I'm just like, first of all, I did not. There was no scent to anything. Oh, good. But like, it was just like as if she was trying to scare me into being put to sleep, probably because like they get more money when you get general anesthesia rather than local. Um, Which so is so funny because I'm pretty sure if we were to revisit that podcast from the beginning, they were like, so you're going to be on local and you got concerned and you were about to switch to general, weren't no, no, you? No, no, they, this particular place I went to does it standard general anesthesia. And at first I said, yeah, that sounds great. Like I don't have to be stressed. I can just be under. Then shit hit the fan with the comers. Fucking Brandon oh. telling you what's up. Anyway, he's got a great mulch guy if you guys need him. 
I heard he's quite expensive. <laughs> eh. It'll look good. Um, anyway, Rai, how are you doing? How am I doing? Yeah, I felt like you were texting about everybody being sick a week ago. Oh, Seems God. like you're uh, yeah. up from all that hell. Yeah, that was last week was hell. We just had the stomach bug going around our house. I mean, for the most part, like Sarah and I were spared, came out the other end for us. But Wait, remember when I had my 24-hour bug? It was so weird. I felt like I didn't have, not to be gross, but diarrhea at all. I just like literally puked once. It was like really mm-hmm. strange. But Would anyway. Would you rather puke once and like just kind of feel groggy and like bad the rest of the day and then that's it or would you rather not puke and have diarrhea like all day long puke once i like i felt horrible so getting up was such a pain in my ass because i was just like i i had like the flu essentially i had definitely right. the stomach flu because i was like it's so sore and tiring to get up right now like yeah. I knew I had to at times to be like, I need to fucking drink a Gatorade or, you know, have something to eat anyway. So you survived the bug. Wait, wait, wait. But I want to go back to the question that Ryan posed. Would anyone on this living earth ever choose diarrhea all day versus puking once? Some people hate puking. Ryan's Absolutely. raising his hand, audience. Ryan's not, not even a question that I, I will go to the most extreme lengths to prevent myself from throwing up. That's crazy to me. Once you get over the fear of puking, you start to realize like that that usually you puke. Again, let's move alcohol out of this equation. Usually when you have to puke, it's for a reason. Your body is telling you something is not in your stomach. That is correct. So puke. And every time I've puked, not alcohol related, I've either felt immediately better or I've maybe felt like, okay, I'm going to go rest, but like, hopefully it's all out of my system. When I have diarrhea for 24 hours, I might shit my pants while I'm sleeping in bed. I don't disagree with anything you just said, except that you said, take alcohol out of this. And that is key to this whole thing. You both went through your college, you, you like you're puking, drinking too much college phase where you became numb in some ways. Yeah. Puking. I never did that. For me, puking in my whole life has been associated with the 24 hour type bug, which fortunately is very rare. And um, so, yeah, I would, you know, I'd be outside Wrapped in a blanket, nature <laughs> sounds on, even if it's 10 below. That's why you go out there, because you feel somewhat sick. Because the fresh air just helps keep it in. Now, but I, it might be something we just have to address. You know what I mean? Like, just face the fears, puke, get used to it. Maybe we practice, like, once a week, make yourself puke. After meals, maybe. Well, Steve doesn't have a little hangy ball to like touch anymore, right? To make himself throw up. Didn't didn't you used to say something about like just touch the thing in the back of your throat during college or something? 
I mean, yeah, that's what everybody does. It's a common thing when you see someone stick like two fingers in their mouth. I mean, I I've seen Eric do it way too many times in my life. (laughs) It's kind of gross. And I can only imagine Ryan, because I remember thinking whoever does that is so like gross. Like why would they even, cause that, why would you do that? And then you get to a point where you have to do it and you realize, well, why didn't I do this to begin with? <laughs> is, let's be honest. When no one wants to puke, obviously, Ryan. Yeah. And so you want to get it over with. So I'm like, let's just quick as possible, yes. pull the trigger. And then once I'm done, it's like, ooh, okay, good. And also, uh, wow, I, I think I might have lost a pound or two. So good on me, actually. Exactly. Like I usually, can have Tito now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Usually we just ate like a cheesesteak or like an entire pie at Little Caesars. Well, that's that's really gross when you did just eat. Uh, that is the yeah. worst. But anyway, usually, people Caesar's are literally pie. puking as they listen to this. <laughs> <sighs> you seem like you had a thought, Ryan, during that. I know. I and say. I was just thinking, what, what the hell was I about to say? I feel like now I could totally be wrong. I feel like you were going to ask like, what about touching that makes you want to puke? Were you going to say that? No, because I can totally understand how if you're already, oh, what I was going to ask is would puking at the end of a very drunken night help to prevent a hangover? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it would also Uh, help. Well, I don't know if it's the hangover because a hangover is such a broad term that like people just take like I know how my hangovers feel. Steve knows how they feel. Um, I'm usually going to have some kind of a headache in the morning if I've drank too much. But if I puke, then I won't feel like. I don't know, you're getting some of the alcohol out, I'm assuming, and like you're kind of just not as much like. Hangovers can be all over your body, like stomach ache, you know what I mean? So as much as you can get the demons out, just get them out. Yes, for me, my my hangovers are usually at least were really bad stomach aches the next day. So like if I puked that night, I knew I was golden the next day. Like I, I've, I've been lucky. I don't really get like debilitating headaches or something like that. I mean, obviously like the 10 drunkest I've ever been, um, usually, you know f me up the next day would you guys say i get the most like in memory of our group like oh fuck eric's hung over like he's gonna be miserable i feel like that's probably how it is (laughs) wait what'd you ask what was the question i said like in our group of friends would you say like oh eric's hung over like that's just he's gonna be miserable and like be an asshole no oh really no. Like me? You really like me? I've seen you drunk many, many times. I mean, you definitely get worse hangovers than me, but it's not like you bother me. You just like stay in your bed. At least in college, you did. And now we're adults and I don't see you. So that's the worst thing because here's the key to a good hangover heel sleep. And you don't do that when you have a fucking kid. And there, he's always been up at like 5 30 whenever I've been hungover. And it's oh, like, yeah. What he knows. Fuck? He knows. But what I was going to definitely shaking my baby during a hangover. (laughs) (laughs) He's old enough now. He can take a good shaking. No, like when he was like 14. Uh, Yikes. (laughs) Um, 
I was smiling a second ago. The listeners can't see it, but I was thinking of the uh, the last time I saw one of you, the drunkest I've probably ever seen you in my life. Can you think about who I'm talking about and where it was? My bachelor party. That was a disaster. Oh, the first night, right? Oh, well, of Thank course, Eric. Yeah. The first night of any bachelor, everybody listening can relate. Like so excited into a bachelor or bachelorette party, and the first night, everybody just goes way too hard, and it's so dumb. It's honestly, I was I was like dad that night. I was pretty responsible. I was pretty proud of myself, except for I did lose Sal and locked him out of the house. (laughs) Not completely out of the house. The garage was open, (laughs) but I knew Sal was a big boy and could fend. (laughs) By himself in Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> oh my God! But Steve, my God, I—I I mean, I wasn't there at college. I, you know, I was there a bunch of weekends, but that was—that was insane. I've never seen uh, that, like that. That probably is my number one. And I mean, yeah, it was your you, kept part. Your, you kept your cool most of, like you know. I can't remember you being too sloppy drunk in college. No, really, it wasn't until. I think it was like Kevin Kaloje was like, come on, Steve, the Uber's here. And that's when I truly was just like, I like what, what, to, like what, like it truly, I ran into a brick wall and I could not. And sometimes when I'm really that drunk, I actually like, like conscious Steve is almost like outer body experience, like witnessing this. And like, I feel like I was telling myself, like, just walk straight, you fucking idiot. And I was like, not happening. <laughs> no, it's bad. Like, so on the other hand, I've been probably in that state more times than I should admit, but like there's drunk and then there's out of your mind drunk. And like, I really don't black out much. Like I, I do remember stuff. I think I brown out maybe a little bit more, but I have um, just been like, this is crazy, you know, like, and, you know, to hear, you know, our good friend Brett is a cop and like just to hear stories of like, you know, drunken drivers that he has to pull over and knowing how drunk they can be. It's like, you cannot do anything when you're that drunk. Like it's it's insane that people do that shit. A wise man once told me or told us that if you just pull the steering wheel closer and you can be as drunk as All right. Off the record, I would never do this, but that's a tipsy tip, not a drunk tip. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Never in my life. We're talking about what's so crazy is that Luca, your girls, Steve, your girl, they're all going to make mistakes someday. Listen, my girls are going to grow up with a dad that never drank. And if I never drank, they can never drink. They can do it, too. What'd you say today? They're not going to have a phone call 18. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Borrow your Avery's phone. Avery's going to get one next year. <laughs> they do have like play phones. I think I remember Adam sent a picture of like Brooke looking at a play phone, like doesn't do anything. And she's just on it. And our girls have one too, that they put in their back pocket, just like we do. And they like walk around with it. I'm just like, <laughs> so my cute. God. <laughs> 
Well, so they're nice. watching everything. And like, I think mm-hmm. of that, even though Luca's so small and I'm like, you know, in the morning he's just playing with blocks. So of course I'm going to look at my phone and sometimes I, I'll catch myself and he's just looking at me and I'm like, Fuck. he's just literally <laughs> watching me scroll on my phone. He's just like daddy's other son. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy loves his phone first and me second. <laughs> um. Well, I was thinking about something earlier and I'm just curious because we're, you know, we're talking about fun times, getting drunk, <laughs> getting fucking wasted and it's almost summer. And I'm just curious because like all my life I have had, I've been connected to like a, a summer in that, like in school, we had summer break, right? So even college, we had summer break. Then I married a teacher. So still my summer is like different than most people's because we have like a summer that is like the months that Sarah is home and off work. And so I'm just curious from like people's perspective, like that don't have that is summer. Like what is summer like for you guys? I I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but like, does it feel like you're in a different time of year? That's like different than the rest. That's like more filled with vacations or something more time off. Maybe people at work are just a little bit more lax. Like, for me, again, like it's very different because Sarah's home. Now we have kids that are going to be home. Um, but like not everyone's like that. And even you guys, like you guys are going to be working. I mean, Steve will have a special situation because of obviously the baby. But like, does it feel like a different time of year, like a special time of year to you guys or not really? Yeah. I mean, I'll comment really quick. Like the 4th of July week, we have off for a week like our organization does that. And then we also have really long weekends for MDW and um, LDW. So it's just like, it's, it feels like vacations are coming up just between those three. That's a total of literally including the weekends that are involved. That's eight plus nine, 17 days off Mm. from you know, the end of May to the beginning of September. So that's that. Dana has a shore house. So I get to go to the shore a couple weekends. Right. We usually do a shore house somewhere. Like our parents are going to go in Ocean City. So we'll be down there for give or take a couple days. So it definitely feels like summer. The weather's better. You sit out back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also yeah. work. Everybody feels that. Everybody's on vacation. So like naturally things have to be slow at times. It still gets busy, but like, you know, that it won't be my worst times at work are spring and fall. I feel like those transition seasons are like everybody gets in. I'm in business development. So everybody gets in like their goals. Like we got to fucking work. We got to do one thing after another. And then, you know, winters, January, new year. So work picks up, but like you still have the holidays, um, which is nice. So Definitely feels like summer. Dana has summer Fridays, so she gets off a little bit early on Fridays. Um, That's nice. Nice whole Yeah. Place. Yeah. So it feels it, but you still have to work, obviously, just like you. Um, but I can... It, it feels like Dana's workload is less, too. I just feel like that's kind of universal. I don't yeah. know whose workload yeah. 
who's like the busiest they've ever been during the summer, right? Steve, that's your busy season, right? Because you always have busy season. My busy season is it like get starts to get busy right around like my birthday. So mm-hmm. like like through like October 15th. So like August. Yeah, uh, like towards the end of August a little bit, but like I truly do enjoy summer. So same thing. Like I, I just think about it okay. Starts, it starts on your birthday and then like goes through August. Your busy season. It's all year. That was a joke. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to start off when you said busy season. I was like, my busy season is all year, but I didn't want to say that to make the listeners feel bad for me since I already uh, bitched about my tonsillectomy. But thank you for that. And I appreciate that because I am extremely busy. And I would say the ratio to my busyness and the amount of times I complain as a human being is probably at the top of the list, but we'll we'll move on. Anyway, um, my birthday always signifies at the end of the summer. And like, I always have like Sunday scary type of feeling as soon as my birthday like is over. I mean, first off, I'm 33 years old. So birthdays don't really fucking matter anymore. Let's be honest. So I don't really like say, oh, I can't wait for my birthday. But obviously we do something small with my family or like see my friends and it's right around Labor Day. And you just say, okay, summer's over. Back to normal. And during the summer, you work. Like Eric said, everyone realizes it's summer. People are going down to the shore. Every opportunity you can get when it's nice out, you're outside. So it's nice. So why'd you bring up. this up though? Do you like specifically like are you like counting down the days till summer because you like Sarah's off and like it changes some schedule with your kids? No, not counting down the days. I think it's just interesting to me that I've always had Mm -hmm. like that school summer that like growing up, we had like in a way our family still has it because my wife is a teacher. So it's hard to um, like, I've never had that normal summer summer. We're still both work. Like I'm obviously still working, but like summer doesn't really change much in terms of our routine. Whereas for me, it really does. So I was just interested in what you guys thought. And, um, but it made me, you just said something about your birthday. So like growing up, did you always have like kind of mixed feelings about your birthday? Cause it was also meant like, yeah, fun. Like, you know, it's my birthday, but also like, we're going to have school on Monday. Like, yeah. Fuck. You know me. I'm just like, I'd like the two of you. We all have like some worry in us, right? Like we're just worriers. I think I love that we Ryan... like embrace this so much now that Steve <laughs> passed out. <laughs> so talk about it. Talk about it. Talk even about when it. you can like look at something fun, your mind can't help but see like, like we've all been there where we're going on vacation yet you think Man, five days, I got to fucking come back and I got to do this for work and I got to do it. And it's just like, why am I thinking about five days from now? Right. And usually I forget about it. And that's before or after I think on an airplane. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, my birthday was always something where I'm just like, oh, like, especially as a kid, everyone looks forward to their birthday. But then I just knew it was like, oh, got to go to school the next day. Like you get that pit in your stomach. And the anticipation is always worse than what actually happens because it's like, okay, it's the first day of school. Like, one, it's like you got to figure it all out. Like, who are my teachers? Where am I going to sit at lunch? There's a lot of like, 
you know, I think when it comes down to it, change is scary for all of us. And we got to like, as um, a professional once told me, I have <laughs> adjustment disorder. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, you can't, um, you don't like adjusting to new things. And I'm like, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, what, who the hell told you that? Like, tell them seriously. Matt Hunt. <laughs> no but seriously um god it, there it. Is it hurts me when to, i laugh there's some truth to uh change and like anticipating something that's different that's new and it's scary and yeah you know every day on our every time on our birthday but you know what the good thing about that is if you drink you can forget things for a while <laughs> and then you just go to your first day of school hungover in eighth grade happens to the best of us in second grade and that's why this episode of group chat roulette is brought to you by better help um better help <laughs> app that you download i'll connect you directly with a psychiatrist if you have alcoholism <laughs> address it before the first day of school that is an issue they will tackle with you this is um, crazy how late of a start like our group of friends got and like drinking like you'll talk to other people in high school and they're like oh yeah i drank like freshman sophomore like and i feel like kids. we didn't what we're good kids i wonder what that the trend weird. is now. poker baby That's poker true. nights remember that we oh, fucking my oh my i would definitely give a poker night over a fucking stupid ass high school party oh my God. um but playing rest what, uh, what's the trend now like with everything that's so socially fucked up with kids over the last couple of years, I'm like, do people like, I can tell you this, they have parties? it ain't a fucking Scrabble tournament. Like we used to have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. We were playing with chicks and whenever they lost, they flashed their titties. So. <laughs> it, it was strip Scrabble. <laughs> and when I say flash their titties, Adam showed us a nipple. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah what i would do to play risk again i kind of forget how to play and that makes me a little upset i know adam has it too but it's like when would we ever play (laughs) ryan's trying to say words but he's speechless but anyway i'm just like how do we get on the subject yeah i mean look wawa and some games (laughs) Sign me up. Growing up sucks, man. Um, <laughs> growing up sucks, man. Wait, we're talking about how fun it is. No, I mean, now that we're grown up. Oh, being an adult. Oh, being yeah, an adult. Like, sucks. I was thinking of, um, of course, Stephen Maller having a girl, but like Adam uh, and Sarah are also having a baby around the same time. And like, I was like, wow, she's 35 weeks this weekend. And I thought about they better just enjoy this time <laughs> because when I say it and then like, I hate that I say it like that. Cause I know that's such a line that every new parent says, but it's just like, and I still go out to eat with Dana, but it's like, it's never going to be the same again. <laughs> oh my God. It's so sad. It's like, never will I have like the freedom of like, literally there's pure freedom of going out and having dinner with my wife. It's always going to be like, where the fuck's our kid? 
<laughs> 20, 20 years when if you guys have a second child, they're in college <sighs> as well, then you're I good. know. I know. There, I think there will be like a renaissance between all of us. We're going to get like, let's all go to fucking Cancun. And it's going to be a good time. But in the meantime, we're in the high level of change, yeah. stress, not sleeping. And we know that like... Pain- painful kids gatherings that you have to attend because like you need to get them energized their energy out but like it's so annoying what were you gonna uh, say right well first steve did you want to say anything you look like you were gonna say something about it like a minute ago yeah i was gonna say something but now i forgot you were gonna say i stand is what you're oh say. no I, I was gonna say yeah that was a good point um uh eric brought up sarah and adam and when we bring up adam i think it's just you know out of respect we should say thank you for your service adam really appreciate it and that's actually our second sponsor u.s army um so uh he's in the air force (laughs) i didn't finish my sentence all armed forces u.s army navy and the air force okay um you're a clown so you know, we support our troops, of course. We encourage others to as well. And uh, please donate whenever you can and give back. Steve, you um, do you have that? Do you have that army discount code? <laughs> so it's um, wounded warrior fifteen. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, this is messed up. You better we'll respect our armed forces. We'll wait, wait. You don't need to. Cut. it's fine i'm joking we love Um, you adam anyway he's canceled but um actually unless ryan you had another point to say that actually brought me to a point that i wanted to bring up to you guys was all the shit that like we have to attend Mm -hmm. with our kids so i was i was getting curious because i feel like more times than not i'm the pickup person from daycare and Dana is more the drop off. So Ryan, I wanted to understand your role. Are you both one typically, or is it days? It used to be pretty standard, but now with Molly going to daycare every day and the girls going to her mom's twice a week and daycare three times a week, we kind of have to play it day by day. Um, and also I'm going into the office once a week now, which means I'm out of the house by like 645 once a week. Um, so yeah, it's become day to day because there is twice a week where we have to go two different places. And in that case, we're both doing both, but yeah. So people are wearing masks around kids at daycare or no, the workers are still all wearing masks and the older kids it's always been optional for the kids at daycare to wear masks or not. I, I don't mind with the kids i okay, i'm only know. asking the because well. i i go to an at-home daycare um lady so like obviously it's always been lenient like when we were interviewing some of the you know official ones it was like you have to wait in this hallway and pick up your kid in this hallway we have that too um whereas like we go in and stuff. So, right. so do you not have any interaction with the other parents when they're picking up kids? You know, it's we, Sarah and I have talked about this several times because prior to COVID, we would 
walk into the building, go all the way to their classroom and drop them off in their classroom. So yeah. we would talk to the teacher, we would see the other kids, we'd pass yeah, by the parents. So Ever since COVID, there's like, what's that called? A foyer, I guess. Yeah, uh, like almost like the vestibule. It's like an yeah, ATM. Like, a like right, that's right. literally where we would have had a drop off and one person would have taken the baby. And like, yes, you so never see that for pickup and drop off. We walk in a set of doors and do like the code stuff. And then someone comes and gets all of our kids and brings them all in and like, it's a relatively small daycare. So like we still kind of have an idea of like who's watching our kids, but it's very bizarre because we don't get to interact with them very much. Um, yeah, it's just, it's weird. I only ask cause I, I find, um, you know, around the five o'clock hour is pickup time for a lot of parents. And I find like conversation with moms that are picking up or like, you know, pretty normal, like, or just like you kind of stop. And I do find like dad conversations, there's like a different tone to them. And I was curious if you had this experience, but. <laughs> like you're saying I'm just dad, dad to dad, like you speaking to another dad. Almost everything. It's like, it's like um, you become the dad, like. I've noticed it me and I've noticed other people doing it. Not that I don't know if they do this on the regular, but like, I'll show up and be like, where's my buddy at? You know what I mean? Like, yo buddy, what are you, what are you kicking some leaves over there? And, <laughs> and I swear a dad walked in behind me today and he was just like, Oh, what are you looking at? Huh? What are you looking at? Huh? Like, and it's just like, are we just being dads? Or are we being ourselves right now? And like, you know, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, good to see you, man. It's like, it's it's a big social dynamic that I'm just like, this is exhausting. Right? Go ahead, Steve. I, I want to hear Ryan's reaction to that because I'm so curious to see how I am as a dad. And it's definitely a different dynamic when you have a son versus a daughter, right? Because I, I feel like I would never, I would oh, never say to my- Definitely the dads with boys too. Yeah. It's like- Oh, that's my boy. That's my boy. No, right. my boy's got a bigger dick than your boy. <laughs> what's, what's like that? I would never what's look that? to my daughter and be, oh, Ryan, you want to sit this one out since you'll never be able to have this conversation. Um, but yeah, girl dads are not a thing. In this <laughs> um, what I was going to say was, yeah, like obviously I'm not going to walk into daycare and be like, Where's my little baby, my baby girl playing with the, yeah, I don't even know how, how to do that. Mm, you say that now, you'll probably do it. One I, first. Okay. I was going to say, I do that to like, let's say I'm picking up Molly and I put her, I get her out of the building, put her in the car. Now I do it. Like I, I'll get in her, like, you know, kind of there, get into her. There is a difference. Seat. You're right. Also with age too, like below one and I'm assuming for a couple more months after one, it's like, you're just doing anything to make them kind of smile. Exactly. Whereas like Avery and Nora, it's like, Hey, how was class today? You know, and right. they can actually respond and talk like yeah. a person. So right now Luke is just like looking at me and he's excited. So I'm like, gotta act excited, but hey, also, act, the leaves. <laughs> but also act like a cool dad. Well, oh, yeah. 
I just noticed it. You know, I sent I sent you guys a text the other day because I I have a little bit of a similar situation at at Avery's soccer game, where a dad it was the first. Oh, I can see sports events are a whole different thing that I haven't been mm-hmm. able to obviously get into yet, and I'm like, I can only imagine. First game, I'm like it's pregame and I'm kind of on the field along with other parents too, who are just kind of like kicking the ball around with their kids, like waiting for the game to start. And this dad comes over and he's like, Hey, so I'm not even going to try to impersonate him, but very high energy, very high energy. It was just like, Hey man, like what's your name? And I'm like, Oh, I'm Ryan. He's like, and what's your daughter's name? I'm like, Oh, this is Avery. He's like, Oh, Avery, this is a Scotty was his girl's name. I don't know if it's short for something, but it was Scotty. And um, makes me think of Scotty doesn't know. What's that song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. That's exactly what it is. Um, and he was just so, so, did, were you just making fun of me? Eric yes. Because you literally said like the title verbatim. We were like, what was that song? And I was like, that, you said it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I actually knew what it was and I don't know why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're a dad. Okay. You're very Matt Damon right now. It's all good. And he's just like, oh, are you like the uh, assistant coach or something? And I'm like, no, 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 not me. Like, my wife gave me strict orders. Like, I'm not coaching this year. <laughs> That's such a dad thing to say, too. Yes. You're fucking right. Like, I'm just talking too much. Yeah. Um, but then, then the dad starts, like, trying to introduce his daughter to other kids, too. So I'm like, okay, good. He's gone. He's distracted. Then as the game starts, I'm like walking off the field to go sit by my chairs and he sees me. He's like, Hey, assistant coach Ryan, but not really a coach. Uh, and he's like, I know you've been out there training Avery all week, all off season. And I'm like, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I just kind of playing into it. And then um, I immediately text Sarah and I'm just like, Oh my God, there's a fucking dad who's trying to be my friend so annoying like won't lay up, let up i remember I like texting, a visual can you like what did he look like is he older is he our age is he dorky looking yeah. manly looking? let me just tell you every parent fire looks, crotch fire crotch <laughs> every parent looks 10 to 15 years older than us i think like i'm just like you just had that kid and even the older kids i'm like okay they're three or four but i was like but you look 48 <laughs> i was I like i always I, I feel that way I look 20 something. <laughs> I am at these games and Eric, I think that constantly. I'm always like, I look like I must be the youngest parent here. This guy, he could be five years younger than us. He could be five years older than us. I have no idea. Um, but I'll, I'll also point out that I think the last game I texted you guys and I was like, talking about parents just being idiots and like, I couldn't stand just like seeing idiotic parents, just like the way they're talking to their kids and like overly excited and just, just annoying as fuck. And this was the, his family was the family I referenced when I said they were obnoxiously cheering for their daughter during the pre warm up. Yeah. And I was just like, sounds like the type Scotty, you kicked it. That a girl. Steve, it's like you're there. <laughs> it was the warm up, and they're like cheering for her, like she just scored in the fucking championship game. Anyway, I I don't know how I'm gonna live through all these sports that you know your kids are gonna go through. So so this dad couldn't pivot 
from dad, girl, like excited talk to like normal adult to adult talk? No. By, I, in his defense, I didn't even give him the opportunity. It's not like I went up to him and was like, hey, man, you want to like talk about sports, like professional sports? I, I truly, he looked at like someone who probably wouldn't be able to hold that type of a conversation. <laughs> um, but because I'm a fucking man, even though I don't got no nuts. Um, <laughs> he probably doesn't even know that Steph Curry is Doc Rivers' freaking nephew. Well, Steph isn't, so try again. So close. So close, Eric. Go ahead. Uh, try again. Come on. What's his uh, name? What? What's his name? Do you know there's two Currys? Or um, maybe you don't know that. I don't know. It's I feel like Steph that we were talking about from the Warriors. It's the guy we traded to the Knicks. Yeah. His brother, Seth. Yes, I know who Seth is. Well, I don't think you. I don't. Let's Ryan. Did you think he knew that? I don't think he knew who Seth. He's was. got a huge schnoz. I knew who he is. <laughs> I think in these extra few moments, he was able to remember his name was Seth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Ryan texted Steph the other day. No. He said Steph. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm confused. Oh, is it a Godfather situation? All right. First, Steph is married to like. A beautiful woman. You've seen her probably. She's got like a food channel thing now. Oh, it's, it's an in-law. It's an in-law. I said nephew. Okay. Doc's, Doc's daughter is daughter married is- to Seth. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yes, we know Aisha's beautiful. Get off your boner. <laughs> and hop on that boner. Um, <sighs> what else? Last Wait. comment on the dad talk. I'm yeah. going to send you guys this video when we're off. Um, it just reminded me when you were like saying like dad talk and not necessarily dad talk with little kids, but you know, the guy that does like the skits with Joey Molinaro, uh, he's like an Italian looking guy with like Kramer haircut. He has this one skit that is my, like every dad on Halloween. And it is just like such a great skit. It's him walking. He's just like, walk on the sidewalk and he's like hey how's it going and like it's just like he's talking to his son and everything's like hey how's it going what's up how's it going good lawn or something like and it's just kind of a hilarious kid or in jersey which i think we talked about on a previous episode it's always hey how you doing yeah how you doing steve you got what like a month and a couple weeks two months so she was 32 weeks on Monday. Um, actually went to the OB and saw Dave Farrell walking out. So I don't know if he's married or if he has a girlfriend, but she is very pregnant. Um, FYI. And yeah, it is like me and Mal were talking about last night. We we're like, like in two more weeks, it's technically not like a premature baby. Like it's like could happen at any point. And yeah. I think, I think we're ready. I think like she's, had so much back pain that I think physically she's like, yeah, I'm ready for this baby to be here. I'm, I would like to sleep, even though it's funny how that probably won't be happening. Um, yeah. so. going to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it'll be fine. Take it easy, buddy. Oh, we're getting to the end. We're getting to the end. You're almost there. Steve's uh, Steve's throat's a little bit hurting him. All righty. I think that's going to do it for tonight, boys. Good session as always. We'll, uh, are you in California next week, Eric? No.
I'm leaving the 18th. Oh, nice. Okay. So we I'll got. Be in, uh, I'll be in Montana next week. Oh, okay. Are we going to do a, do a remote Montana record? You know, I was actually thinking like at night, I'm probably not going to have work. It could be interesting. So we'll see if I can pull well, it off. Usually on work, you know, they yeah, people will work hang things. Out. People go out and drink and have like sex with their coworkers and stuff. But I guess you're not going <laughs> to do that. Wow. Oh my gosh. I That sounded really bad. And Sarah's probably like, you're not fucking gay in Montana now, bitch. <laughs> He's not going to do anything bad. He doesn't even drink. <laughs> Up in Montana, uh, what do they do? Well, well listen, Ryan, you let us know if you're available next week. If so, great. If not, then we might be taking a couple of weeks because Eric's going to be in California. And uh, we got a couple, couple big birthdays coming up. Tomo's right. I'm looking forward to that in a couple of weekends. And then uh, the big Mouser 30 and Memorial Day. And then the baby's here. And this podcast is officially retired for Steve. Oh, shit. All right. Eric, Eric never missed the podcast episode. We've got a whole group of other friends that we can bring in. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) We'll bring Dan in, motherfucker. And we'll start his OnlyFans. (laughs) Show our own wrists. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.